This episode is called, What If I Say No? She's said to me quite clearly that she would have to leave you based on the fact that she everything she wants in the world is kids. This is episode nine of Am I Ready to Be a Father? And you're going to hear an answer soon. Hey, Bridge, I've had some thoughts and I've written them down. Okay, what's the decision? Are you sure that you're ready to read it? Oh, God, I don't know. Is it bad? It's honest. Okay. This series has been a story about me, Ryan, and my beautiful girlfriend, Bridget. It's a really common story. Lots of people have been messaging through saying, oh my God, we're having the exact same conversation. It's a story of a girl wanting to live her dreams and start a family, and the story of a guy who's terrified of the greatest lifelong commitment. What's the number one thing you want in life? I want kids. I want a family. I want to be a mum. That's all I've ever wanted. When you were in high school, like, what age did you think you'd be when you had babies? Probably 25. So you thought by now we might, or you might have two or three little, little, little Bridgets? Yep. Does it make you sad that you haven't or it's just the world we live in now? Or um, I'd say making me sad is, like, the wrong thing to say. I want them more now than I ever have. But I suppose, like, it'll happen when it's right. And I don't want to push it on you too early because I know that you're not in the right frame of mind just yet. Plus, you've got to put a ring on it first. Really? Yes. No uh, no shotgun wedding going to be called? I don't want to be pregnant in a wedding dress, even if it is barefoot on the beach. <laughs> um, do you think I'll be a good dad? I think you'll be a great dad. You'll be an awesome mum. You reckon? Yeah, you'll be real good. <laughs> I love you, baby. I already look after you. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say I love you. You're supposed to say I love you back. <laughs> I love you too. A lot of my male mates are having a lot of the same thoughts and uncertainties about starting a family. And instead of replaying the whole series, it's summed up here in a very dramatic montage. Is this the end of fun and spontaneity? Is this the end of our ability to save money? Is this the end of any let's quit our jobs and do a passion project kind of pipe dreams? And I get up at 4am every day for work. Is this the end of me ever getting a full night's sleep ever again? Is this the end of putting in those extra hours and getting that promotion at work? Justin Coulson has been the parenting expert right throughout this series. He's got a PhD. He's written a number of books on this topic. Now, Justin's quite blunt when I ask him, what happens when two people in a relationship have different thoughts and different dreams on when and if to have children? Uh, my, my experience and the data would suggest that it really just depends. You know, so, sometimes, uh, let, let's, let's take the stereotypical example. It's not always like this, uh, but let's take the, the most common example. The, 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 the woman in the relationship is, is desperate for a child. But yeah, for the hypothetical, uh, let's call that woman Bridget and uh, <laughs> let's call the guy Ryan. <laughs> right. And, and, and so in some cases, you'll find that, uh, that it can destroy the relationship, plain and simple. I've often heard people say, When I first held the baby, my whole world changed. And Justin says the data and the science backs this up. He says the birth of the child often positively changes people's thoughts instantly. I've seen men absolutely have an incredible transformation as they pick up that child for the first time and, and really hold it close. You know, they see what their wife or their partner has gone through in the in the labor process and they they, they are there and they're participants in what's going on and, and it does change them. Not all, 
but often. Liam is a really good friend of both myself and Bridget. He knows us really well, he's a social worker and has heaps of smart and fancy degrees, so he's a great person to talk with. In this episode called What If I Say No, I talk to him about just that. What do you think would happen if if I'm like, oh, like I've thought about this, I've shouted to my friends and I, I just don't think having kids is for me? <sighs> That's a tough question. Not what should she do, but what, what do you think she'd, she'd think? She's said to me quite clearly that she would have to leave you based on the fact that she everything she wants in the world is kids and a family. And if you can't do that, then she, you know, she's, you know, she's 30. You know, it's, it's not that her clock's nearly over, but yeah. she has to be thinking about this yeah. in the next few years. Um, and if you can't do that or, and if you aren't going to get there soon, then she needs to... I guess, reevaluate what she wants. And she specifically said rather than, you know, adopting or rather than kind of doing permanent care or anything like that, she wants the biological, like have her own kid, have it, yep. you know, be pregnant, go through the pregnancy and stuff like that. As to what she would do, I mean, it's difficult because she's so in love with you. It's ridiculous. Like how can anyone love you that much? Because you're not that great. Um, but <laughs> how can anyone love a shit bloke shit that bloke much? Like, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's tough because, I mean, as much as she says that and much as she wants that, I mean, that would be absolutely heartbreaking for her to have to choose between the one thing that she's always wanted and the thing that she's or two things that she's always wanted one which she's achieved yeah. and one which she still wants do you think it'd be weird to like there'd always be that kind of you know tinge of resentment and you'd yeah. end up having a fight 10 years later and yeah. being like well you said this yeah. and there'd always be yeah I think if, if, you, if she ended up I think, I think honestly she ended up staying with you after and not getting or at least having a child that is hers or, or something like that there would be that you know that kind of general sense of a little bit of sense of loss in the pit of her stomach or something like that for which you know might not you might be completely happy for 20 years but you know what i was going to say when, day when just... our kids are graduating or our kids are getting married or our kids are doing things that she wanted to see her own kids do um i think that would resurface its its ugly head after festering for 20 years and yeah. it could be a pretty brutal beast <laughs> <laughs> if i were to I don't know, it sounds weird to say sacrifice, especially if our future kids listen to this, but um, to go, oh, if I didn't want kids, but I'm, I'm just going to have kids anyway because I love Bridget and I mm. want to make her happy. Is that is that a weird thing to do or is that probably a reality for most couples at first or mm. then is that a big sacrifice to make? Um, it is, I guess. And so, you you, you know, I guess you, you reach this stalemate a little bit. Um, look, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, I reckon a lot of people might be in that boat and then it's that moment when they're actually born and they hold them well, and the whole thing I mean I know, that's right but it's like that, it's kind of gamble what if you hold the baby and you go fuck I don't want this like, why is he like, crying at me you're like I don't know what to yeah. do and I just I, just, I think and I, I think I said to you before I think rather than I was going to say you know it's not like you once you have that kid even if you're like crap I don't know what I'm doing or how to do it and stuff like that it's not like you're alone doing it but obviously you've got Bridget and then you've got the rest of us who are all kind of super yeah. keen to do it and super keen to take over and and jump in where we can so um, you know to say I mean you know as for your career or wanting to do fun things and stuff yes there might be limitations on that in some way but I don't think that as much of your life has to change necessarily as um as maybe that's in your head or maybe that you think. I've spoken to Liam lots throughout this series and I guess before I wrap up my chat with him, I've got that one final question. What should I do? 
Oh, what would you like to see? Look, I mean, I've, I've set you down, you know, sans microphone a number of times while intoxicated and cried to you about how good I think of a dad you would be. So I do think, I mean, ideally in my world when it really matters and that's, you know, what yeah, you should be yeah. doing, obviously, <laughs> um, is I think that, yeah, definitely I think you and Bridget should have kids. It doesn't, I'm not saying it has to be right this moment, but I think you would both be great parents. Uh, and then I obviously want you to live close to me so that I can be around your kids and we can start this, you know, ex- we can, our, for our current family of friends can continue our family and, and start a new generation of sick dudes. <laughs> I can get advice from friends. I can get advice from the parenting experts, but I guess at the end of the day, it all just comes down to Bridget. So I asked her straight, how would she feel if I said no to having children? I suppose if you just kept making excuses about money and where we are and, uh, you know, our situation and having the right house and... And all of those things that you sort of come at me with, which I, I do, I understand. Um, I suppose if you made me wait too long and then it didn't happen, yeah, I'd be really, really, really disappointed. Really, I, I think I'd be quite angry at you, actually, because I've given you at least two years now. And I think that it would be quite unfair for you have, to have strung me along in such a serious relationship for you to, at the end, just go, oh, nah, I don't think so. There are two obvious options. One, say yes and let's do it. Or two, say no and face those potential consequences. The saying no option would be bad, but I think there's a third option that would be even worse for Bridget. I think not deciding, saying yeah, maybe, and sort of stringing her along for a while and then just keep saying maybe until it's too late. I think for Bridget's sake, it needs to be a clear yes or a clear no. And sometimes the pressure of an ultimatum is a good thing. For instance, Aussie rock legend Jimmy Barnes faced an ultimatum. His now wife Jane put the pressure on with a, are we doing this or not? If she didn't, Jimmy would never have had the family that he does now. You know, Jane asked me to marry her. You know, I remember... I was really? Sitting, yeah, yeah. I, was, I remember one day she's going, so what are we doing? Are we going to get serious or what? And I'm going, what, no? <laughs> you know, I'm a bloke, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, lying in bed. I'm like, no, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And she said, well, if, we, if we're not going to get serious, if we're not going to move on, I'm going to go back to university and do something in my life and, and go to America. And I said, what do you want to do? And she said, I want to get married or, or else I'm going to go. Yeah. And I said, oh, and I didn't want to lose her. And I went, yeah. uh, okay, we'll get married. Yeah. You know? But really, I should have I should have thought a lot more before I answered because, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad I married her. Mm. But, but, you know, I really didn't think about what marriage was until... until what time is it? A few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> your advice to Bridget would be threats and blackmail. No, no, no. I, I, no when you're ready, do it. Yeah. And I, I, you, know, I think you know yourself, you know. And if she and if you, if she's right for you and you're right for her, neither of you are going to give up on each other. Even Jimmy gave me the ultimatum chat. He reckons it's on, or you got to set her free. If you don't want to do it, and, and she does, go and find somebody else. <laughs> but, but don't tell her that. I can't just keep stringing Bridget along. It's time to make a decision. One of my main excuses is that I'm out of contract this year and I'll be out of work soon, but hands have been shaken, papers have been signed, and that's no longer an excuse for me. The third option of stringing Bridget along just isn't cool. She wants to do this, so I need to let her do it one way or the other. So it's time to be straight with her so she can move on to the next phase of her life, and after lots of questions and concerns and lots of answers and advice, I think there is only one answer to the question of am I ready to be a father? Hey, Bridge, I've had some thoughts and I've written them down. Okay, what's the decision? Are you sure that you're ready to read it? Oh, God, I don't know. Is it bad? It's honest. 
Okay. The next episode of Am I Ready to Be a Father is episode 10, and it's called Life Decisions. Thanks to my girlfriend Bridget for being a part of this episode. Thanks to one of my good mates Liam for being on there as well. There was a bit of Jimmy Barnes in the end there as well. If you want to hear the full Jimmy episode, it's episode number three of this series. And you can also get his new book, which is out now. It's called Working Class Man. And it's the follow-up to Working Class Boy, which we talked a lot about in our chat. Thanks heaps to Brody Green for mixing the audio on this episode and the whole series. He's done a banging job, so thank you very much, Brody. And thank you very much for listening. If you could rate and review this podcast on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. If you do that, it sort of pushes it up the charts so other people who are interested in similar topics will get an opportunity to see it and hopefully learn something from it as well. We'll chat to you next time, and yep, it's going to be a big one. Mm.